0: To my shame, uh, sometimes the dad just cannot solve the problem. (laughs) We'll relate that later in the sermon, I think. (laughs) Um, I I have had one of the the weird and, um, I guess, strange opportunities to have actually lived out the situation that came in our gospel reading today. I was in college and uh, a sister of one of my close friends was getting married and our group of friends from college got invited to the wedding and uh, we did not realize that we sat at the wrong table. We sat at the table that we thought was in the back but was in the front of everybody and uh, we did not know really anybody at the wedding and were asked to move to the back. (laughs) That is a very shameful moment. <laughs> if you have had that, we can talk and commiserate together. Um, but in today's world where uh, really it seems that shame has kind of taken on a new level or even something that some rejoice in. Because if, if we stood here about a year, a little bit more ago, uh, the popular actors would be very different from the ones today. There would be a lot more names of people that we would be okay listening to that we don't listen to today i actually had the strange experience of really liking a musician and listening to their album only to stop and having to text uh, the professional in pop culture that i know marcus lane (laughs) to see if it's okay that i listen to this person still because this person has now accusations against them of the way they speak to others and how horrible their personality is in real life. And so we have actually stopped associating a lot of people in the ways that we used to, and we now only see them by the public shame that they carry. And, and for some, maybe it's, uh, it was not soon enough. These are people that hurt a lot of other people. And they should uh, be put in their place and, and should have a time of repentance. But really, it's, it's hard to turn on the television or turn on the radio and think of, can I watch this with a good conscience? Can I buy this person's album or can I uh, look at these paintings? And that's something we have to deal with as a society is where are we going to allow shame into our lives? Now, certainly for most of us, as uh, tried and true Lutheran Christians, shame is something we're very familiar with because no one can place it on us like we can place it on us. (laughs) Like we can carry that around, you know? And the shame that, that first comes to our mind is really the one that exposes who we are on the inside. So what I think of in my own shame are the actions that let everybody know that this guy is actually a jerk. That this guy tells lies. This guy does not have it all together the way that he puts out the facade that says he does. And you know what? He's not really as smart as he thinks he is either. It's that kind of shame that all of us are very well acquainted with. That when we come forward and we come here and and do our confession absolution before the altar, that what we are describing when we say for the things that we have done and the things that we have not undone, that is to our shame. Because in both of those actions and inactions, we have shown who we truly are. And it is not pretty. And it's public sins of ours the reality of who we are it's the public nature that creates that shame these are the things that we have done these are the things that we thought that maybe we could keep in the dark and in the quiet and behind us that were exposed and brought to light and the weight of that is monumental. The weight of that can literally be soul-crushing. It can be difficult to lift up our eyes to look at one another in those moments. It can be difficult to even look up our eyes to see the cross. And so on Good Friday, for most of us, what we feel is the shame of what God must have done to take on our shame. To carry our shame. We think of the reading that comes out of Psalm chapter four in the second verse, where the Lord actually asks of us, How long will you take your joy and make it into shame? How long will you shame us by your false idols? Have you ever been shamed by your false idols? Have your actions ever exposed what is in your heart? And the word that slipped out of your mouth come directly from that heart to let everybody know what is within. I have the feeling I'm not alone in that. This is the form that our shame takes This at times is what the world often tries its hardest to fight and run away from. Trying to show that those things shouldn't be shameful until you hurt somebody else. The world keeps giving us all the reasons to look in the mirror and to see the shame that we carry. Are you someone who in this life can be known as someone full of lust and it being made public? Are you someone who has found themselves finding solace in a bottle or in pills or now in the syringes of our world? To only walk down the street and have somebody look at you and say, that's who you are and will be. In Psalm chapter 4, God asks how long, and I can tell you, not anymore. For it is by the joy of Christ that He took on the shame of the cross, where we laid our bottles and our syringes and our pills, where we laid aside even these tongues that come out with lies and rather harsh words, where we have laid all of those things there for the shame of the cross, and he cast it off. He cast it off. But that's not the only kind of shame that we have today in our world. We have the shame that we never asked for. We have the shame that sometimes has been handed to us by events and situations in this world. We have the shame of us being known by things that have happened to us For all those people at the beginning that we say have been publicly shamed for their actions, their victims have now carried their own shame in this world and they never asked for it. For the person who is abused, they never asked to carry that shame. For the person who found themselves in complete poverty, they never asked for that shame and to be only known in that way. Even I dare say, And I do not mean to be controversial. Even for those who find themselves without a home and a homeland, many of them have never asked for that shame. But those that were actually in power found ways to do it to them. For those who have been hurt time and time again, they are the ones that never ask for the shame that they now carry and the world looks at them and now describes them as. I was watching a video. Uh, I, I, actually, can we say that anymore when it's only streaming? <laughs> I was watching something on the TV <laughs> without commercials. <laughs> and it was an interview of someone who, um, who had been struggling with cancer for years. And she made the statement that she never asked to be known as a cancer patient. She never asked to be known by the illness that was plaguing her. And in our world, where we have convinced ourselves that might is right and power, that's how she's known. She never asked for that. Yet the sin in this world makes us call her that, label these people this way, and to see them in the shame that they may carry. How long? How long will this continue? I can actually tell you with certainty that it does not need to continue. It should not still be a part of our world and our life. Our own reading that came to us today in Isaiah 61 spoke of the time that we live in now where the Messiah has actually come and taken our shame to the cross. Our shame will now be double portion of grace. The things that we carry and have been labeled as will be taken away and you will now be known as His. You see yourself as a cancer patient. God sees you as His. You see yourself as an addict. God has always seen you first as his child. You see yourself as the victim that you have been made into by circumstances out of your control. He sees you as one who has been won at the cross by his control. Your shame wants to carry you back. But the cross is where that past ended. And it is now the resurrection that is pulling you forward into something new, into something different, and something free of that very shame. It has now been made double portion for you. The Lord has spoken and gone into the very places of all of our shame and made us into something new. For the joy before him, he endured the cross. Throwing its shame to the wind. So for all of those who carry that in our world and in our life today, let us see them through the eyes of that cross. That first and foremost, we identify them as the way Christ has. As we look in the mirror, instead of seeing our shame as a thing that we only carry, let us see the cross that has actually come into our lives and has handled that shame the way it should have been, removing it from us. But the devil is difficult, is he not? He likes to remind us of the shame that we carry let alone the shame that we want to put on others. If anything, when we confess our own statements by word, deed, and action, one of the things that should come to the mind is in the way that we pull ourselves back to that shame. And it would be one thing to stay there. But because of the cross and the pardon that comes through that cross, we know otherwise. St. Paul speaks about this in Romans chapter 5 when he says that hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit which has come to each and every one of us. And the best thing that we can do for one another is to remind us that we are now in that joy because we now have that spirit in our lives and we are not in that shame. So as you feel that pulling back towards that shame, or you feel the inclination to put that shame on others, let us turn to one another in these pews and remind us that our life is now in that joy and is now not part of that shame. Let us speak with truth and honesty to one another about the shame of our past, but now the joy of our future. And let that be our banner to one another and in this world. Not in the false ways of this world that wants to handle shame publicly and place it on your shoulders, but handle joy with strength and power and the concreteness of the cross and the truth of His Word and His Spirit. How long? Not anymore. Not anymore. Let the Lord take your shame. Let the Lord take your neighbors. Let the Lord take the person sitting next to you shame. And let it go to the cross. Because there that shame is actually turned to joy. And let that be who we are. Amen? Amen.